DVP FM. Oh God. Okay. Um. What do you want to know? Binkley and Michael Potter. Uh, a few things about DVP FM. This is our. You know, we're just kind of starting to do this podcast thing and kind of getting our wheels uh, kind of spinning on this. And we're going to get better at making these podcasts. Uh, so our topic for this podcast is, is play boating dead. LB, we kick it off here. Yeah. So play boating. Um, I actually am, for the point of reference, I am standing here at Glenwood Wave in Glenwood Springs, Colorado, um, watching some folks play boating here in a beautiful sunset. So visually to me right now, play boating is not dead, but for the sense of subject, uh, I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people who get into kayaking uh, start in creek boats in a uh, comfortable space, and I see a lot of people just progressing in and they're boating in uh, in big boats and not really wanting to get out there and get spicy with it. So that's what make me makes me wonder if it's dead. Yeah, we see. I see a lot of these play parks being built, LB. Um, what uh, what what do you have? What do you think about that? I think they're awesome. I think I've seen those traditionally more out west and. In places like that, it seems like playboating is pretty, pretty evident and still there. Because otherwise, why would you know they be putting money into building new features? A lot of people out here in Colorado still enjoy it. Um, yeah, definitely. Potter. Well, I see a lot of people here in Tennessee, especially on the Ocoee, that still like to use their playboats. Uh, there's a lot of old school. People who will probably never give up their playboat. Uh, one I can, that comes to mind would be Rick Clay. I've never uh-huh. seen anything but a playboat. That's and true. He's a solid paddler. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, Elby, what kind of wave is the wave there in Glenwood Springs? Um, typically, is it a wave or is it a hole? Well, There's... right now at these flows, it's kind of more of a more of a little dinky hole of sorts but even it's a bit fleshy but um as the snow starts melting you know we're going to start getting some sunnier days um it's going to just start getting bigger and really greening out and turn into this perfect slow breaking um pretty tall standing wave that you can surf and throw really any aerial trick and then surfers from california will come out and they'll bring out their boards you can surf the perfect wave for anything you want to do are they surfing more on foam boards or more on like fiberglass, like traditional surfboards? Oh, traditional surfboards, really? Really? Yeah. Uh, there's a nice little play park down there in Bend, Oregon, uh, and they use uh, foam surfboards, like little short ones, to get in that wave. And if you're uh, play boating in a kayak or a raft, uh, you really got to like beat these guys off of the paddle almost. There's so many of them out there, but you know, they're pretty, you know, they have good etiquette where, you know, you kind of take turns and get in the hole and take your turn surfing. That's actually what my buddy Ethan over here is jumping on right now. He's, he's swapped from the playboat and getting on the foam board. 
On the foam board, yeah. But back to the subject of uh, of freestyle kayaking, why do you think that people might choose a creek boat as their first option, whereas me learning how to kayak was play boating? Kayaking was a short boat. I didn't I didn't know anything different. I think that really depends on where you are. Um, if you're out here in the northwest. Uh, there's not a whole lot of play boating options here. Uh, if you're in a place like Wisconsin in the springtime, everybody takes their creek boats down. And then in the summertime, as the water gets low, they get a little bit more brave and take their play boats out. And there's also whitewater releases at some of the play parks like Wausau. For me, it was starting out in a big boat because I did not have the steel and the volume of that boat would carry me over things that I didn't have the skill for. And, and I didn't have a trainer, per se, at that time. So I thought I was doing really good until I got in a play boat. And really just, it, it got handed to me that, no, you're not very good at all. Uh, you know, you get in a small boat, and it reacts completely different. The volume carries you over so much. Uh, that the that the little boat uh, just wants to get in and play around in, which is what it's built for, and and the bigger boat will carry you over that and on down the river, uh, and it was kind of I guess a false sense of security for me. Understandably. So, anything else to add to that, guys? Is so is play boating dead? Um, <laughs> I, w- I would say. Uh... Definitely, definitely not. Depends on who you ask, of course, but I suppose that's really anything in this, uh, in this sport. But um, I definitely think the dream's still alive. Everyone should play boat. It really helps you hone in all your other skills. And if you can get trashed in a hole in a little boat, then you can probably get trashed in a hole in a bigger boat and maybe keep your means about you and get yourself out of there. I absolutely have to agree with what Albie said there. I do not think that it's dead. I'm not sure if it will ever die. Uh, There are so many paddlers out there that have such a variety of what they feel comfortable with, but there's always going to be that group of Dane Jacksons, Nick Troutmans, Pat Kellers that get into a small boat and just, you know, whale on one little bitty hole at the NOC or, uh, you know, out in Colorado, wherever they go to. So that, that's my take on that. Yeah, I, I think that play boating, like as long as you're enjoying being on the water, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Like everybody gets their own enjoyment out of this. And like Albie said, it really adds to your skill set of being able to, let's say, you know, get worked in a hole in, unintentionally. You know, it makes it easier to get surfed out or whatever. If you're purposely surfing in holes, you know, you kind of get that feeling of a little bit more stability and not like that wild, like panic drive that uh, you don't want to have. Another thing that I have noticed is some people like Joe Meyer, uh, he he paddles a a larger boat, you know, creaker. And he also has a play boat for times when he cannot get to the creek areas to run a larger boat yeah uh, yeah so he'll just pull up to you know a, a little wave in a creek somewhere jump out and get 30 minutes of fun and go on down the road you know and enjoy the rest of his day 
I think the same could be said about Alex Tansy, but um, that small wave is actually a running big brother in a playboat on the green side. <laughs> uh, yeah, that guy's a freak. He's All a- right, so we're going to get into uh, Pesh Fest. Albie, you're just in Wisconsin, but you were not there for Pesh to go fast. How were the Peshtovers? You're like a. Oh, uh, everyone seemed to be pretty good. Um, you know, checked in with my boy Crispy. It sounded like the day I got there, he actually had changed his clothes. So I, uh, I didn't see him in a dirty state. He, he seemed pretty clean to me. Was nice. He uh, got fired. The last time that I was there, he was fired. So <laughs> it's good to hear that he's back. At, yep. No, at he, was, he was back. He actually served me some spaghetti. It was good. Nice. Uh, Potter, what were your highs and lows of Peshfest? Oh, highs and lows. Aaron, I don't know if there are any lows at Pesh Fest. Uh, it, it's just such a, a, a radical atmosphere where it's different than what we have down in the south where I'm from because you can just be walking along and people will walk up and introduce themselves. As to where down in the south, people will walk right by you. Uh, you know, and, and, and you kind of you kind of get that introduction through friends instead of just face-to-face, somebody coming up and saying, you know, uh, my name is, and how are you doing? Uh, yeah. It's such a great atmosphere up there. I yeah, that's, that's what we kind of center that festival around is just the people, you know. We, Wisconsin is a very different paddling scene than a lot of different states where there's a large number of paddlers. You can kind of paddle with your quote-unquote crew uh when you paddle up there in wisconsin you're paddling with people that might be 30 40 minutes away maybe four hours away so you're just kind of like meeting up and paddling and there not being a whole lot of whitewater paddlers up there kind of makes you have to uh reach out to other paddlers (laughs) in the area and introduce yourself and just kind of network a little bit more because uh, it's hard to link up with groups and, you know, kind of like get the feel of where uh, paddlers are going to be paddling uh, at that weekend. Uh, so, uh, Pesh Fest race results. Uh, Chris Keller won the race after a recall with Jesse. Uh, any comments on race timing? And this might be a future topic of the show, uh, especially as we get some different guests guest on here um we're going to talk about different ways to time a race and like Mm -hmm. that's something that i'd really like to uh, area that i'd really like to improve the race uh there was some timing dispute uh one of the paddlers chris the winner of the race actually passed two paddlers on the course Uh and uh his timing came in way wrong and then after video review and stuff like that uh we actually ended up uh, the organization that runs the race, uh, this group Liquid Rush, led by Val Jean, he kind of runs the the race up there at Pestigo Fest. They did their diligence. They used video, and they figured out the race timing. They got a little bit better, um, and that's something that we're going to work on for next year. That was like the only mishap that we had. My highs and lows for Pestigo Fest. Uh, the highs, you know, was seeing all the people getting it getting up there in the river was plus 37 which uh if you haven't paddled at the pesh to go that's i've been paddling there for almost 10 years 
and that's the highest level that I've paddled it at. Um, it was nice to see everybody. The lows of Peshfest definitely uh, was uh, just having to leave. Like, I did not want to leave Wisconsin. That's what I heard. Uh, I almost uh, I got a ride back from uh, this couple that came up there for the festival, and I almost had them drop me off about 45 minutes from Kosher's, and I was just going to call somebody and get a ride back up there because I was just I wanted to stay, you know, it's like a extended family up there and Dale and his dad and his mom, Barb and his stepdad, Todd, they really, you know, they really treat you like family and make you feel welcome and feed you good food. And, you know, it's one of those atmospheres that, you know, even when it's not Peshtigo Fest and it's just the uh, locals from right around there at the Peshtigo area. I mean, it's a really good, wholesome scene. They're always going on, you know, get one or two Peshtigo laps in a day, maybe work at the rafting company for a couple hours. Right now, the bookings for rafting. I mean, Albie, you're a raft guide. Michael, you're around rafting all the time. You know, this is kind of a slow time of the year. So up there right now, they're just basically running trips on the weekend and trying to get the uh, campground and the facilities ready for ready for summer uh elby did you get down on any uh any uh leaf blowing or uh, uh yard raking unfortunately i did not um, oh look lucky guy however uh dale was not really wanting to go kayaking and i was like dale we just gotta go kayaking how many times we had uh you know great britain freestyle uh team member Heidi walsh we uh brought her up this year whereas last year we had tom dole current freestyle world champion junior freestyle world champion um so it's been it was really epic to kind of get some folks from different parts of the world and kind of show them what wisconsin has to offer even on just the pestigo river uh, yeah wh- it's, what do you what do you think that they overall thought very much so uh seemed to enjoy it heidi just really went on about how much uh how much fun she had i think the surf features were all really really great at 22 everything was super fun soul surfing so on a scale of one to ten how creeped out do you think heidi was by what in particular (laughs) i would say 11 11 yes exactly um uh, some other results kern river fest uh happened back in april evan moore dave facility uh eric gittins Shrig, yeah. Uh, out in Ohio, they had a kayaking race. Cuyahoga, on the Falls. Cuyahoga Falls. Yep. Uh, first place, Adam Holberg. Sef- second place, Ross K. Third place, Nick Williams in short boat. Yeah, uh, Brian Kirk. There. All right. How about the little white race? Uh, we got Jerd over Dane, Todd Wells, Kyle Hall, a.k.a. King Hash, and Evan Garcia. Any surprises there? No, not really, especially when, I mean, Gerd's been putting it down for as long as he has, and he can still jump in a freestyle kayak and be like, what's up? Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, Gerd is just a great paddler. However, around that time frame, you know, Dane threw obviously one of the most incredible groundbreaking moves currently, the Cobra Flip, the most recent hot commodity in freestyle creek boating. Yeah, Um, it did. Just ripping one off of obviously everyone's ideal, most photogenic waterfall out there, Spirit Falls on the Little White. Yeah, 
And like, if you haven't been there, it's, it's a surprisingly hard hit. So you come off of a 30 footer and the pool down below is actually like surging up and down from the pressure of the water coming off the drop. Um, so like uh pro paddlers, like Isaac Livingston has broken his back there. So it is like a, David it's not Silk just like a broke his face there too. Yeah. It's, it's pretty notorious for handing out some beat down. So it definitely takes some cojones to uh, throw a trick, like a pistol flip off of that. No doubt. Um, do you think that we're going to see more of these fr- down river freestyle LB Michael? Do you think that's going to become more of a thing or we're going to start seeing events? Absolutely. Uh, what, I think what, that it's... What's your take, Michael? Michael? Uh, it looks like he's gone, actually. <laughs> well, yeah, we lost, we lost Michael. Michael. Everyone will have just a moment of silence for Michael. Okay, and... Wallace! <laughs> um, dude, honestly, I think Downriver Freestyle is just every day it's continuing to progress honestly at times i would say downriver is honestly more fun to me than some of the tricks you can do on a hole or a wave like you know your macho moves and kick flips it really just doesn't get much better than flying like that downriver Albie, have you been to uh the waterfall there at Kanawha falls i think is what it's called have you been yeah, to that it's event in west virginia yeah, actually was able to participate in uh, the event they had out there, the uh, Boof and Destroy guys that work out of Ace. Uh, that was two years ago, right? Last yeah, year it was canceled. Yeah, last year it got canceled due to high water. Yeah, Corey Lilly and uh, Josh Collins and, uh, you know, Irish Paul and a lot of them really did a great job with, you know, working on getting the access firm there for kayakers because up until that point it had been illegal to paddle there as well. Yeah. So what they did is there's basically a bunch of different lines on the waterfall, uh, like different sections. The, r- the river's about a, maybe, what, a quarter mile wide, something like that. Yeah. Uh, so there's like different parts that the waterfalls, you know, diff- there's different features in the same waterfall. So they had race courses. Uh, how many race courses were there, Albie? Do um, you remember? I believe for that event, they just had like uh, two different courses uh, that were big slalom and then one waterfall was used for, uh, you know, a round robin style uh, freestyle of it. So it was pretty neat, though. Uh, everybody was, you know, at the base of the waterfall. It's complete flat water. Uh, so there was guys. We were in somebody's like bass boat or a pontoon boat or something right at the base of the waterfall, watching Dane Jackson, Pat Keller, you know, some of the big names in kayaking. Period. Uh, huck the waterfall. That was a great event and. Uh, hopefully they get water levels that cooperate for this year's uh, event. Elby, uh, one more thing before we go. What do you uh, what do you think that these uh, whitewater fest? Uh, how do you think that they impact the uh, whitewater community in those areas? And uh, will we continue to see more of these festivals pop up worldwide? Well, I think that in most cases. The festivals probably drive good amounts of business for a local area. Definitely. For the local area there, especially in, you know, restaurants, <laughs> I mean, grocery stores, things of that nature. Yeah. But as far as them continuing, I think ultimately that will depend on behavior, you know? Um, I think, like, 
I think all the festivals go down without a hitch, and I think they all go pretty well. But, you know, maybe sometime an envelope might get pushed a little too far. But who knows? I think that's something we'll have to deal with when we get there. But everything's uh, everything's been good up until this point. What's your favorite festival to go to or Honestly, that you've been to? Uh, it's hard to say, but, man, I think I think really either Golly Fest or, uh, or Gaff. And I yeah. don't just say that because I'm located in the southeast. If you haven't been to the Golly River or the New River, really anything in West Virginia, it's hidden gold mine of opportunity, man. Some of the most high-quality runs I've, I've done, you know, in the whole U.S. But uh, really when you get out there, it's like you know people from all over the world. You meet people out west guiding. And um, once you get to Golly Fest, it's like coming home because everyone just – you know, everyone makes it there. You know, you'll always see your buddies there, except for Blaine, because Blaine's always studying. But lame. Everybody else, you know, everyone makes it to Golly Fest. And we'll see. No, no. But Blaine's Blaine's studying for some good stuff. So <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah. If you haven't been, definitely should check it out. AW does so much for us with our river accesses, and you know they've been bringing people for this long. It's it really is a wild and scenic area for recreation. And I think that these uh, festivals are positively impacting our whitewater community. They're bringing people in that have never paddled before. Uh, French Broad uh, River Fest happened, I think it was last weekend or a couple weeks ago. Right. Uh, they actually had Grammy-nominated professional musicians playing there. So that means that there's you know people that are following these bands, and they sure. show up to French Broad River Festival, and they're introduced to this rafting, kayaking, even though that's just like a side portion of the festival because you yeah. have these big names playing there. Uh, I wonder how many people like actually see kayaking and p- kind of pursue it after that. Absolutely. With a, another good outlet in that regard is, uh, you know, even the Tuck Fest they hold over the uh, uh, U.S. National Whitewater Center in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's an area that has a venue anyway. So people would be coming just for shows and really it gives you an opportunity to kind of sit there and examine whitewater and see it for what it is. Um, maybe in a more comfortable environment because in most cases you wouldn't be able to get to a river to just, uh, watch if you, if you weren't doing it yourself. Definitely. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's about it for this podcast. Uh, I'm signing out. I'm A.E. Awesome. And I'm Dirtbag Jr., Albie Binkley, not so junior anymore. (laughs) Yeah, he's all grown up. All right, Albie, great podcasting with you. And uh, we'll be back next week with with a segment with the United States women's rafting team. Um, We're going to have Megan and some of the girls come on and kind of drill them some questions. So I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. Make sure to subscribe share uh thank you for listening peace and love peace and love one river one love right albie god bless one river one wallace michael (laughs) you got any you got anything to sign out with oh just uh man my first podcast and this has been a a blast for me and i appreciate you all letting me join in there's gonna be a lot more of these the idea of this podcast is that we're going to have rotating guests every week. It's hard for us to all to align our schedule. So we're going to try to pop out these podcasts. We're going to have different people coming on, actually like hosting the podcast. So um, 
Yeah, till the next time, boys. Albie, I've never met before, but I do look forward to the day that I will. Absolutely, Oh, yeah, that's what this is all about, man. Developing friendships. All right. Uh, Much love and peace out. Trick!